This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. You're listening to Marketing Matters on Business Radio. So we've been talking about how branding has changed, and mm-hmm. we are very lucky to have on the phone today Raja Rajamana, who's the Chief Marketing and Communications Officer for MasterCard, and he's president of the company's healthcare business. And he's here to talk to us about MasterCard's rebranding effort, wow. and I'm sure all of this is relevant to him. Hello, Raja. Hello, Barbara. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. So why don't you tell us some of the cool new things MasterCard's doing? MasterCard is doing a lot of cool things, so you have to tell me where I should start. <laughs> the most cool. <laughs> we have launched restaurants. We have launched music. You've launched well, restaurants? Wow. Yes, we <laughs> did. We have got four restaurants live right now, uh, one in Rome and three in Manhattan. So in Manhattan? What does a MasterCard yeah. restaurant look like? Wow. It's, it looks very exotic to start with. <laughs> so... <laughs> The way we, uh, you know, envisage the whole concept is that you give immersive experiences to consumers that will leave them with experiences that are truly memorable. And if the experience that they have is very positive and very memorable, then they will start talking about it. And we then go in and amplify those good stories. And that's how we try to build a very positive image for our brand and the right associations with the brand. So what we did, for example, in Manhattan is uh, we wanted to uh, pick up a very cool place, which we did, which is a spring place uh, in Tribeca. And in, indoors, uh, we wanted to replicate some of the most exotic restaurants from around the world, not like pop-up restaurants, but these are permanent. Wow. So one of the restaurants, for example, is from Zanzibar. It's off the coast of uh, Zanzibar uh, in the sea. Uh, there's a small rock, and on top of the rock, there is a small hut, and it is called the rock. And they serve fantastic food because Zanzibar has been at the crossroads of trains for uh, a lot of centuries. And so they have got the best of Arabic, African, Indian, Far Eastern kind of cuisines all mixed in a brilliant way. Oh, and <laughs> so we said, can we go and replicate that 100% in Manhattan, indoors? So we created visuals and the sound and everything uh, in such an authentic way. Uh, When the owner of the original rock came here, he said, my God, this is absolutely spooky. I don't know whether I'm in Zanzibar or I'm in Manhattan. So we got it so finely nailed. Each window, for example, has the same exact view like you see in uh, the real. uh, But it's all virtual reality or something? What? It's... No, this is basically simple high-definition projection. Ah. And each window, for example, we went with our uh, content creation crew there, and they set up cameras and captured three and a half to four hours of uh, you know, real-time footage. Ah. So you see the, see the waves lashing, the boats going, people walking across, the sunset happening. So each window has a different view, and we have exactly... Uh, to the dimension, create, recreated that. And in each window, we put that particular projection. We also created a small artificial boardwalk and a artificial beach, which is very small, uh, which is also the original one. And when you go to the place, the first thing you see is, of course, is a visually it is very different, and you don't expect this kind of a site in Zanzibar, uh, in the Manhattan. Uh, and then when you walk in, you, you get the same smells. So we recreate the fragrance that is there in the air, 
in Zanzibar right out here. So you see the light uh, blow of the wind. And then when you go in and you sit in, you have got people who are trained in the language, Swahili. Uh, each one has learned about 15 sentences or so. And we train them on that. And then they receive you, they serve the exact same menu. The food is all uh, created uh, here, uh, obviously cooked. But the raw materials, a lot of them are imported from Zanzibar. So the experience is extremely authentic. Okay. And people go through a... Go ahead. You're going to have to connect yeah. the dots for me. Roger, you Ooh. are blowing our collective so minds. I, you, so I can picture what you're saying. I mean, not exactly because I've never been to Zanzibar, but I can picture what you're trying to do. But how does that connect to MasterCard? Right. So <laughs> right. the, the <laughs> traditional way of doing marketing uh, was to tell your story through advertisements. But the advertisements have one huge issue. Uh, I have to, if I put, uh, put the, uh, if I assume my natural role as a normal human being, a normal person, do I like ads? No, I hate them. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. They are an interruption to my experience. If I'm watching a nice video, break and ads, which I don't like them. So what do I do? If I'm a little bit tech savvy, I go ahead and install uh, the ad blocks. Right. Now, ad blocks, initially people poo-pooed it. Say, oh, yeah, it'll happen. You're actually value exchange and you're getting free content, so why would you mind seeing ads? But people are putting them at scale. Two years back, there were about 630 million ad block users. And today, believe it or not, and I asked my team to go and validate these numbers and make sure that they are correct and I'm not misquoting, it's in excess of 2 billion. Wow. So which means literally 50% of all the adult population in the world, and this is particularly uh, skewing towards the younger generations, which is a prime target for most products, they have blocked you out as a marketer. I cannot reach them, number one. Number two, they're also telling you, I'm so sick and tired of your ads. I'm willing to pay money to somebody to keep you ad fellows out. So they go to ad-free environment like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and YouTube Red and so on. And when they pay the money and they're consuming a lot of time, uh, content uh, in the time that is available to them, which means it is shifting away from traditional channels to these right. ad-free channels. And today you have got 1.5 billion hours of content viewed every single week on just Netflix alone. Now, when you have that kind of a say, so people are leaving the ad space in droves. That makes sense. You're starting to make I, sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So how do I reach the consumers and tell them? So my proposition is what, as MasterCard? We are all about connecting people to priceless possibilities. That's that's basically our fundamental brand position and promise. So if I'm creating priceless uh, possibilities, I bring things to you that you can get only with a MasterCard, right? And it's not just about spotting uh, uh, priceless moments in people's lives and advertising, which is what it was in 1997, but today, it is about enabling and creating, curating priceless moments in people's lives. Ooh, I so catch a we, slogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we have got about, uh, we identified, when you want to create these priceless moments, 10 different areas. Each one, we call it a passion point, which means these are areas people truly care about and they're passionate about. Culinary is the fastest growing passion in the world. Mm. So in the culinary space, therefore, we said we'll curate experiences, and we started initially putting up tables in all kinds of ridiculous and exotic places. Like for first priceless table that we put up was on top of a billboard in Manhattan in Times Square. 
So if there is a platform jetting off of a billboard. You've got a table there. And Marcus Samuelson, our brand ambassador and a celebrity chef, he was uh, serving a five-course meal on top of the billboard. And For real? Was- he was for real doing that? <laughs> yeah, we did it. It was not ongoing. That, that was like, you know, we did it for about a week. But it got us a tremendous amount of buzz and people were, and then a lot of celebrities started showing up, which in turn drew more people and more attention. And then we said, this is cool, but you cannot keep doing it all the time on billboards. We want to do, (laughs) bring a variety to the whole thing. Hard to scale that. Yeah, we did it in, uh, you know, like, for example, in the Museum of uh, Modern History. Uh, We did it in Natural History. We did it in various museums, Carnegie Hall, and on the pitch of a baseball field. All kinds of places we went about. And we do thousands of these. To your point, America's, how is it scalable? So the beauty is what when I shift money away from my traditional advertising, which I have done fairly substantially, I'm able to effort to create and curate these experiences and accomplish results that not only are comparable but far superior on all the brand metrics and on all the business metrics. Wow, that's amazing. So as we started doing that, we said one of the things which people really like is uh, you know, eating out. So eating out, of course, tables are there. But we said, can we actually create our own restaurant? So the first restaurant we created was in Rome, uh, in Fumicina Airport in the Departures Lounge. It's a very high-tech restaurant serving gourmet food curated by Chef Michelangelo. And that has gone beyond our expectations. Mm. So we said, this is fantastic. So then we now brought these uh, three restaurants in uh, Manhattan, wow. And we are planning to expand it to about 60 cities around the world. Philadelphia? Over the next, <laughs> yeah, maybe. So this is over the next three to five years, we, we are hoping, are targeting to have about 60 restaurants. So let me reintroduce you. We're talking to Raja Raja Manar, who's the Chief Marketing and Communications Officer for MasterCard, and he's president of the company's healthcare business. And he's telling us about he's, how much he's shifting his advertising dollars away from traditional advertising into creating these priceless moment experiences, mm-hmm. and that this response to it has been incredible um, and really generated more buzz and more awareness of the MasterCard brand than traditional advertising would. Yeah, Raja, I want to ask you, is, are the names of the, the three restaurants in Manhattan, are they called MasterCard restaurants? What are the names of, how, how, how do we find They're this? Called, so in Manhattan, it's called Priceless Culinary Collection. Okay. Mm, priceless. priceless. So the cu- uh, mm-hmm. Priceless. So Priceless is what you will see. Got it. And in uh, uh, Rome, we call it Bistro. Okay. So Bistro by MasterCard, and it says curated by Chef Michelangelo. Okay. So we are sort of on a learning journey. Mm-hmm. So it's just we are four restaurants right now, and aspiration is to go to 60. And there is no nothing magical about that 60, but we thought that's something which is at scale, and mm-hmm. it covers all the important cities that we want to be in, the likes of London, Paris, uh, Frankfurt, and so on. And here, L.A., Chicago, Miami, Dallas. So we want to cover a number of important places where the traffic, as in, Tourist traffic is very high, mm-hmm. and affluent population is there. So it's it's a lot of these locations are well researched, and that's where we are going. That makes perfect sense. So I want to I just want to dive more into this, Raja, because it's super fascinating to me. This notion of we got to make sure that the priceless culinary experience connects with Mastercard, so that the halo happens, so that all of those emotions and that memory that you were describing that you're trying to create that memorable, talkable, shareable experience really benefits the brand. To what extent is Mastercard? 
present in that space. Like you're understanding that as you're going through this this Zanzibar uh, replicated experience in the restaurant, that it is actually part of the, the, a, a MasterCard effort. You know what I mean? So in some sense, it's like how branded is it? relative to the MasterCard brand when you're experiencing that specific um, uh, sort of thing? That, that's a very valid point uh, that you're pointing to. And the branding is all over without looking commercial. Mm. So if you look at our current brand, it doesn't have MasterCard written anywhere. Right. That's an interesting thing. To... That would made a big media when that came out. You took the name MasterCard and you're just the two circles. Exactly. So part of the reason was that it gives us the permission to play in many spaces without being obtrusive. So we are not sort of you know, flashing MasterCard at you and make the whole thing look commercial, whereas the design, when it is done aesthetically, it looks very artistic. And the colors are very different. Though they are red and yellow as before, they are a different shade of red and a different shade of oh, yellow. Oh, I didn't the notice they were different colors. They're very subtle differences make a huge difference in this. Mm. And we have, uh, so it, they are incorporated into every single element of our restaurant. So, for example, the glasses have got uh, the, what do you call, MasterCard logo, beautifully etched. It looks classy. Uh, the, the glasses themselves are very high-end uh, glassware. They, there are billboards, there are boards inside which don't look like billboards, but they really look as part of the scenery, part of the setting. And we have got red and yellow uh, pillows everywhere. <laughs> so they are circular, right? Wow. So everything is yeah. immersive in that sense, visually. Mm-hmm. Audio-wise, we have got the sonic brand adapted to the Zanzibar music in the rock, which is the restaurant they described. Mm-hmm. And there is another restaurant called Teruzushi, which is from Japan, that has got Japanese music incorporating my melody. And the third one is called Lioness, which is a, a, a London-based cocktail lounge, uh, which was uh, which was rated as the best uh, uh, bar in the world in 2017, which is what we recreated here. So, so wait, I want to interrupt you music. for a second. Can you define what you mean by sonic brand? So if you look at my logo, it is a visual uh, cue that this is MasterCard. So even without writing the name MasterCard, you see the two circles in red and yellow overlapping. I take it you've done research on that, and you know that people recognize that as MasterCard without the words. I I assume you did. Otherwise, I wouldn't have changed. That's right. We did research to death. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it sounds a little risky. (laughs) That's a technical term. (laughs) Research it to death. I I love it. You have to have some certainty because that's a bold move. Yeah, it's very bold. I know. It is. In fact, just imagine the conversation, how it would have been when I walk into my CEO's office and say, hey, I got a bright idea this morning. And <laughs> I I drop our whole our name. name our <laughs> you know? uh-huh. mm-hmm. <laughs> that was not an easy conversation. Right? Touché. So Touché. I, I needed to therefore have the right justifications, the logic, the rationale. And then we had to go to the board and get the board approval, too, because this was uh, such a significant decision. Because for the first time in our 55 years, or after 55 years of our existence, we were dropping our name completely from our logo. Now, the point is, people can recognize it. More than 84% of the 84% plus of all people can recognize the brand as MasterCard, even without the name MasterCard. But that happens through the visual, uh, the look and the feel, the cues are visual. Now, if you go to the new world, uh, there is the concept of these smart speakers coming in a huge wave. So 
more than 10% of the, all the U.S. households already have either an Alexa or a Google Home. Right. Voice commerce is becoming Which is not big. visual, it's audio. Right. Right. It's totally audio. Right. So even if I have the world's best visual logo in an audio Get environment... Get the guy smart. The you know? <laughs> visual, what do I do? He's two steps ahead. Yeah, really. I can see yeah. setting it up. I see where he's yeah. going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So we needed to create an equivalent of my visual logo for the audio world, and that's what we call is a sonic brand. Now, but the sonic brand, then I said, okay, fine, let me see what other brands have done. Surprise, surprise, not much has been done by any brand uh, the way we, it should be represented or presenting itself in the uh, world of sound. Now, you have, for example, brands like Intel, which have done a brilliant job on their sonic signature, right, right. which is how they end each one of their ads. Our British Airways has produced a nice melody uh, you know, that's used only in certain circumstances and context. But there was no playbook that we can refer to, so we had to write our own playbook. So that's how we started our journey. It was a two-year journey working with musicians, musicologists, composers, artists, and studios to try and figure out what should be our sonic brand architecture. And we created something which we feel very proud of, and I think it's going to give us a significant competitive advantage. It has 10 layers. So the first layer, very simply put, so if somebody tells me, oh, this is the latest MasterCard jingle, I absolutely cringe mm. because it is not a, it's not a stupid jingle. Jingle is so, it's like uh, 100 years back, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, ever since radio was there, there were jingles. This is not a jingle. What we are trying to do is as follows. It will be a complete brand architecture. Like if you look at the visual context, you say this is the shape. Uh, this is the relative proportionality of different elements of the, sh- of the shape. These are the colors, the Pantone colors or whatever the shades they are. Then you said the context it can be in and the context it cannot be in. And so, so you've got very deep branding guidelines, but they're all visual brand guidelines. So we are trying to come up with, or we have come up with, our sonic brand guidelines. So what is it got 10 layers of our architecture. The first layer, and I'll, we have done four so far, and I'll just briefly tell you what these four are very uh, quickly. The first one is you need to have a melody that is identifiable as belonging to MasterCard. The melody has to be pleasant, otherwise people will get annoyed. Mm -hmm. It has to be memorable, otherwise there is no association with the brand. It has to be hummable. That's when it really gets into the right parts of the brain where you remember and you emote with. It has to be extremely versatile. What I mean by that is if you are watching an opera show and I I play my melody, or if you are in a soccer match, which is noisy and energetic, it should be equally native mm. and feel native to both those environments. So that right. versatility is critical. Mm-hmm. And it has to be highly adaptable because music in Dubai is different than music in Brazil is different than music in China. So it has to feel native to those environments. So instead of sticking to one uh, rendition of melody, we said that this melody will be adapted to each individual region, but not losing the basic DNA of our melody. And so whichever part That's of the world That's a lot of criteria. In, it's one hell of a lot of criteria. When I gave this brief to my agency, they just looked at me like I had three heads. And they said, Raji, you're not giving us any wiggle room. I said, yeah, but that's what we need to accomplish. And that's the reason why it has taken us so long. And finally, we came with that melody. Then a subset of that melody, three seconds, we, we took an extract of that. And that is what our sonic signature is. 
which with which we end all the ads. The melody, we use it in all our ads as background music. It's there in all sponsorship events. It's there in our presentations. It's the music on hold when somebody calls MasterCard mm. office. Yeah. It is also the ringtone for all the MasterCard employees and anyone else who cares to download. So this is melody. Then the sonic signature is the one where anything that we are ending, like our ads, they end with the three-second sonic signature, but the three seconds is a subset of the 30 seconds. I see. Then if, that's the second layer. The third layer is where we have come up with a 1.3-second subset of the three seconds, which is what we call as our acceptance sound. So each time your MasterCard card is used somewhere and the transaction goes through successfully, yes. you hear the reassuring sound of MasterCard. Yes. So that sound, so if you listen to that 1.3 seconds, it is the same as three seconds, which is same as 30 seconds. Can we listen to These it? are three layers. I think that's Then a what we started doing is to really create different versions and renditions and songs of our, using our melody. Mm -hmm. So right now, the fourth layer, which we have just launched, is we want to create now music. Now what happens is you know, nobody wants to listen to corporate anthems, right? Or in other words, jingles. What we therefore want to do is not to go to jingles, but actually put ourselves in the popular culture. People love listening to great music. Music is another passion point. So in the world of music, if we were to go and create real songs, real pop songs for real people, but make sure that there is a subtle infusion, subtlety is the critical thing, a subtle, non-intrusive uh, infusion or weaving. In the same way you infuse the melody. color into the restaurant, you're infusing the you sonic bet. brand into this music. You, you know what? We could talk to you forever because you are one brilliant marketer. I would love to have you come into our classroom one of these days and explain it, but our time is running up. So, Raja, thank you so much for being with us tonight. And if you want to re hear more about MasterCard, and who doesn't, right. you, know, mm -hmm. you can follow them on Twitter at MasterCard, and you can follow Raja on Twitter. He's at Raja, Raja Manor. That's R-A-J-A-R-A-J-A-M-A-N-N-A-R. -A -A I'm going to um, go to that MasterCard restaurant. First chance I get. I am, too, and I'm <laughs> going to call him because I want to hear him on the, on the totally, phone. I totally. want to hear all of this stuff. It's totally. so interesting. Hold on, Barbara. I'm going to stop you. Right now we're going out on the MasterCard melody that Raja was explaining uh, to us. So this is the listen. music. So let's okay. listen as we uh, exit out and see our listeners next time on Marketing Matters. Absolutely. interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.